97.1 FM Talk Podcast. We're living in unusually stressful times. How have you been coping? The isolation of the pandemic has caused many to deal with their anxieties in unhealthy ways. Unfortunately, for many, this triggers problems with alcohol. Have you noticed increased drinking to cope with the anxiety or loneliness? Or has someone near you expressed concerns about your drinking? If so, it might be time to call in Synergy for your confidential and convenient alcohol and substance abuse evaluation. Call to schedule today at 314-649-STOP. That's 314-649-STOP. Or book online at www.insynergystl.com. This is The Medical Beat on 97.1 FM Talk. Good morning, everybody. Uh, This is The Medical Beat, 97.1 FM Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Harvey. Our guest today is uh, Dr. Art Taka is back in the studio. Say hi, Dr. Taka. Hi, Dr. Taka. (laughs) And hi, Steve. And hi, Steve. Hi, excellent. Yes, you're very good at following directions, I see. Yeah. and hey, Very obedient. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. So, hey, uh, we, we've got a great topic today. We're going to have kind of a dual topic. We're going to be talking about uh, opioid addiction. And, of course, Dr. Taka is an expert on that. He is uh, board certified in general psychiatry and also uh, board certified in addictionology. And uh, he runs the Insynergy uh, Alcohol and Drug Rehabilitation Clinic here in St. Louis. And he's also involved in the development of a a device or a gizmo. And we're going to talk about that, a a device called the ST Genesis device, which helps people uh, get over their problems with opioid addiction. Uh, As uh, probably everybody out there knows, opioid addiction is a, a big problem out there. And uh, once someone has that problem with addiction, a lot of them have pro- have a lot of difficulty uh, um, uh, getting out of that addiction. And uh, the purpose of the SD Genesis device is to help people uh, get over some of the hurdles that they need to get over uh, in order to um, in order to do that. Uh, so, so we're going to start out talking more about the uh, opioid addiction. Opioids and opioid addictions in general, and, and then we're going to get more specific about what this device is and uh, and what it does. Uh, so, just to start out, uh, so so Art, can you tell everybody uh, the uh, the epidemic of opioid addiction? Uh, how how bad is it? How how bad have things gotten? What's it like out there? Well, we're still in an epidemic, mm-hmm. and obviously, the star of the show now is COVID, and that's described as a pandemic, as a worldwide uh, health crisis. Mm -hmm. But here in the United States, we are still uh, having problems with the opioid uh, epidemic. It's still killing um, almost 70,000 Americans yearly. That's nearly 200 people every day. Wow. That's like like having, um, you know, a uh, 737 crash every day of the year. Right. Wow. So yeah. it's, it's still a big problem. Mm-hmm. Um, there are um, different um, uh, reasons now because the, the supply has changed over the last several years. Um, and this is right now we're considered to be in the third wave of the opiate epidemic. And uh, what we're seeing on the, on the streets and what we're uh, treating people 
for is, you know, the addiction and overdose from synthetic opioids like fentanyl. Oh, so so those are becoming more common. I, I guess before, what was it before? Mostly like OxyContin and heroin and things like yeah, that? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this whole epidemic started in the 90s with the mm-hmm. prescription uh, pain medications like you yeah. mentioned there, OxyContin, Percocets, and those uh, synthetic and semi-synthetic um, uh, opioid pain pills. And so that grew and until around the 2010 period uh, when some enterprising, um, you know, uh, dr- drug uh, uh, yeah. uh, businessmen yes. came and said, hey, we've got a country addicted full of uh, uh, to opioids and we can introduce our, our high uh, potent heroin to uh-huh. this market without even, you know, blinking an eye. And that's right. when the heroin epidemic uh, started in 2010. Yeah. yeah. And so now... Uh, around 2013, we found that ha- uh, heroin was being replaced uh, by these um, the, these more powerful synthetic opioids like fentanyl and carfentanil. Oh. And uh, right now, it's pretty hard to get uh, heroin on the streets because it's uh, it's it's been replaced by these more potent, more cheaper uh, forms of opioids. Yes. And is is that the market force behind that change from heroin to fentanyl and carfentanil? Is it because uh, it's just cheaper to manufacture, or what? What's what? What's what's behind that change? Yeah, partly because when you're addicted to a you know a, a drug like like the heroin, you you're 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 taking it every day, not to get high anymore. Um, yeah. You're going in and out of withdrawal, and you're just wanting to use heroin just to to feel normal or not sick. Right. And so they they may still have a strong desire to to get uh, high off it or intoxicated, and fentanyl provided that. Mm. And so um, you know, fentanyl is a very very powerful uh, opioid, and 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 carfentanil uh, is about you know five to ten thousand times stronger than morphine. So sometimes oh. you don't know what you're getting on the street. Is it is it the fentanyl or is it the carfentanil? Right. Oh. And car, yeah, and they're yeah. coming through um, the same um, distribution networks that the uh, heroin was using, yeah. um, but it's a lot uh, cheaper and it's yeah. uh, a lot less in quantity. I mean, you have to bring it. Just it just it's just lighter to to, yeah. to carry over the border. You know, <laughs> right, if you have right. a brick. Yeah. If you have a brick of um, carfentanil, oh. um, you can, you know, like 2.2 pounds of it, that's a kilo of carfentanil, right. um, you can make um, 500 to $700 million off that brick of, of carfentanil. So a lot wow. of it is um, economic and a lot of it is just demand. Right. Wow. And, and I guess when somebody buys it from, uh, from their dealer, they don't know if it's fentanyl or carfentanil or what because... Uh, Absolutely. It, it, it's not like the pharmacy, the deal, your, your, the drug dealer is not going to give you a, a printout from that the tells you no, the possible no. side it, effects. It, it doesn't, yeah, it <laughs> right. doesn't go through FDA clearance or anything like that. It does not. No. Wow. All right. Yeah. But hey, but hey uh, we're, we're, we're getting close to being uh, out of time uh, for the moment. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about uh, about opioid addiction, and we're going to talk about how come it's so hard to kick the habit, and what is it that people can do about it. Uh, we're going to talk about that when we're back, and uh, off we go.
listening to The Medical Beat. All right. Hey, we're back. Uh, You're listening to The Medical Beat, 97.1 FM Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Harvey. Our guest today uh, back in studio is Dr. Art Taka, board certified in general psychiatry and in addictionology. He runs the uh, In Synergy uh, Alcohol and Drug Rehabilitation Center. Today we're talking about opioid addiction, and we're also going to be talking about the ST Genesis device. Uh, If you missed the earlier part of the show, we talked about uh, the problem of opioid addiction in our country, uh, roughly 70,000 people dying from that per year. Uh, let's talk just a little bit more about that before we move on to other uh, other parts of this topic. So, so can you tell us, Art, um, so 70,000 people die every year, but how about, uh, what are some of the other bad things that opioid addiction does to people? And... Um, and uh, yeah, what 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 uh, what other what other bad things happen other than just the possibility of death? Well, obviously, there's a, a, a problem with when seventy thousand people are dying each year from something. Yeah. But in reality, opioids can be helpful in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, there's approximately, according to SAMHSA, about ninety-one million people using opioids for therapeutic reasons really and out of that yeah yeah so i mean you and me and a lot of the listeners may have had experience with a pain medication yeah yeah. Uh, so that's a big chunk of the united states population Mm -hmm. now out of that 91 million 11 million are misusing these uh, pain relievers and out of that 11 million um 2.1 million uh receive specialty care for opioid use disorder Uh and again out of that 2 million, only a little bit over 1 million is using something we call medication-assisted therapies, like oh. uh, like medications to get you off and things like that. Yeah. So uh, relatively, you know, about 2 million people, there's 70,000 people dying from this. But there are, you know, other outcomes besides death, even though there's a, a high, high risk for, you know, overdose and death. But people who typically misuse opioids have higher, you know, utilization of hospitals, hospital mm-hmm. costs, uh, disability from, from, uh, not being employed. And, uh, it's a big burden on the, uh, the legal system. So, uh, I, right. I just talked to a colleague at the St. Louis County jail and they had told me that it's not uncommon that they're having to, uh, detox 20 people per day oh. in their holding cell. Jeez. From from opioids. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, so, so that that's where a lot of the care takes place is in the jails, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Oh, sometimes oh. that's the first time they get any type of treatment. Right. Oh, yeah. going in yeah. and then going through withdrawals. Yeah, that's a shame. So, yeah, and I, I guess I, you know I know a lot of these people really want to uh, stop using opioids, and they um, and they just can't. You know, I I see that all the time. Can you? Can you tell the listeners what is it that makes it so hard once someone is hooked on them? What what is it that makes it so hard to quit? Well, once you um, uh, introduce opioids into the ner- uh, central nervous system, things change in the brain, and over time, uh, there's accommodations and different uh, neurotransmitters are are firing, and over time, you you have a you have a different uh, brain and spine. It's sort of like your your um, your brain is having this electrical thunderstorm when you take away the opioid. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so it's just going crazy. And and the only way to uh, relieve much of the the withdrawal uh, symptoms is using more opioids. So you're kind of stuck in the cycle where you're going to withdrawal. You got to find some source. Um, and um, actually, 80% of people that, that are, are using heroin have, have, have had experience or actually um, started their opiate addiction with prescription pain meds. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah. So Gosh. there's a quick um, you know, transition if they can't get any of their pain meds from their doctor or you know, on, on, on the streets illicitly. They quickly go in and and uh, find heroin. So it's the withdrawal that really it's the number one reason why people um, stay uh, addicted to their to their opioids. That's the number one um, um, the, the fear of withdrawal, the fear of the pain. Yeah, it, it keeps them coming back. Yeah, yeah, and and when people start to have withdrawals from opioids, that's pretty intense and, and very emotional and very difficult to do. I mean, it's different for different people, obviously, but, but it sounds but yeah. for a lot of people, that's really, really even harder than it sounds. I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You brought, you brought up two things. So yeah. it's like uh, having a bad flu. Mm-hmm. So you have the chills and, and the diarrhea and the muscle aches, but you also, you also mentioned the emotional uh, component with it. Yeah. And it really is uh, different from the flu because you have this kind of, uh, uh, over-exaggerated fear of dying. Yeah. And, and, and people tend to go, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. You're not really going to die. Um, right. un- unless you have, you know, problems with, you know, pre-existing medical problems. And that happens by the way, in, in, in jail systems, you know, mm. some, some jail systems will just allow people to, to detox in the jail and they're not given, um, uh, access to, to, uh, treatment and they're treated, uh, you know, inhumanely. And, and a lot of people die from, uh, from dehydration and arrhythmias and Ooh. and uh, and organ failure just because they're you know having vomiting and diarrhea for for days on end. D- so it can happen. Yeah. Yeah. It can happen. Death can yeah. happen yeah. Uh, during withdrawal. But yeah. typically, a strong, uh, healthy adult can survive a withdrawal. But it's just that emotional component, that fear, that brings them back to finding, uh, finding, finding more opiates. Right. So they, so they get desperate and they go out there and buy more fentanyl or more heroin or whatever. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess, um, so the withdrawal is probably the one thing that makes it hardest to get over their addiction. And that, that kind of takes us to, uh, to the next topic is so, so you all have, uh, developed a device that's been, uh, FDA cleared for relief of withdrawal symptoms uh, called the ST Genesis. Uh, can you walk us through that? What What is the ST Genesis device, and how is it that that helps with withdrawal? Sure, sure. So the ST Genesis is a miniaturized kind of neurostimulator. Mm-hmm. It's got a, a generator, uh, a, a chipboard, and coming out of it are, are leads that are implanted on the surface of the skin on the side of your your face and around the ear, yeah. and what's happening is we're we're identifying certain cranial nerves that are um, are that 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 live there, and uh, we we uh, gently uh, provide low frequency electricity to stimulate uh, specific nerves, yeah. and what happens is it gives us access 
to the deeper parts of the brain that's responsible for pain signals and uh, the fear um, effect. Um, and like I said before, when you're going through withdrawal, mainly it's your, your whole brain and spinal cord is having this electrical thunderstorm. Right. And what, yeah. what this device um, can do is interfere with those um, excitatory signals that makes the uh, perception of pain more intense, uh, makes the, uh, the, 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 the um, it reduces the firing of a part of the brain called the amygdala. And that's in the deep part of the brain. And the amygdala is used um, primarily as, as uh, a reminder to tell the rest of the body that, uh, that you're, you're in fear or anxiety. Uh, right. And so when you're going through withdrawal, lots of things are lighting up, including the amygdala. And then uh, suppressing or decreasing those electrical signals uh, seem to be um, helpful in withdrawal management. Yeah. So people have a lot less of the physical symptoms and also have a lot less of the panic or of the anxiety that comes along with withdrawal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The yeah. physical and the mental components, we, we, we see a significant improvement um, after uh, installing a, the device like the ST Genesis. Yeah. And, and just just so that people can kind of picture what this gizmo is, because I've I've seen it. it it's sort of like um I guess it's about the same size as like one of those old-fashioned hearing aids or something. Or how, yep. It, it, yeah. So it's about the size of one of those old-fashioned hearing aids, and it's and it's kind of stuck or taped kind of behind someone's ear, I think. And then little wires right. come out, and the little wires come out and they're stuck to your ear and other places. And yeah, and it just kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 um it's about the size of a small thumb drive. Mm -hmm. And uh, on one side of the thumb drive is an adhesive that sticks on the back of your neck or the back of your ear area. And then coming out of that uh, generator are um, uh, um, medical grade um, um, leads. And they, they are positioned specifically in different parts of the ear um, to access uh, four cranial nerves, cranial nerve five, seven, nine, and 10. Yes. So we, we know where those kind of live around the face and the ear, and we're giving we're getting a specific access to those nerves because we know um, the function of those of those nerves. Yeah, and by stimulating those nerves, you're also get, uh, affecting things in in the brain itself. So yeah. Yes, absolutely, and not, not only in the brain because if if you uh, just a review for some of our uh, medical professionals out there. Um, we have one specific nerve called the vagus nerve that's the longest nerve in the body and it goes all the way down to the gut and the heart and other organs and so we access the, the, the vagus nerve specifically to have improvements with um, you know problems in the gut during opiate withdrawal oh, right and not only in the yeah. brain other yes. parts of the body yeah yeah interesting hey so we've been talking about the st genesis device for opioid withdrawal we're going to talk more when we come back and uh, be back soon you're listening to the medical beat all right hey we're back uh you're listening to the medical beat 97.1 fm talk uh, i'm your host dr steve harvey we have with us in studio uh dr art taka 
from in Synergy Alcohol and Drug Rehab Program. We've been talking about opioid addiction, and specifically we've been talking about opioid withdrawal and the role of a new gizmo called the ST Genesis device, uh, which is basically a small device that gives electrical stimulation on parts of your, I think parts of your ear and your face in order to stimulate cranial nerves. And those cranial nerves in turn uh, have an effect on, on parts of the brain that are critical for, uh, critical for uh, withdrawal symptoms. Uh, so, so can you tell us a little bit about uh, how was it that this was proven to work and also how well does it work and how fast does it work? How, how, how good is this thing? Well, um, it's pretty effective. And uh, based on a uh, study and a paper that we uh, conducted mm-hmm. uh, and got published in the American Journal of uh, Drug and Alcohol Abuse, um, the FDA uh, granted permission for uh, devices like this to be used in this space. Yeah. So um, basically, we were the first uh, device uh, allowed or blessed by the FDA mm-hmm. um, to be used in opiate withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Um, not even a medicine was FDA approved in that space. It yeah. wasn't uh, until a, a year later that another product that was a medication uh, got that uh, same indication mm-hmm. of, of mitigating the symptoms of opiate, opiate withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Um, as far as it's a, it's, it's, um, how, how it works and how fast, we, we typically see um, um, immediate uh, decrease of the symptoms based on the COW score. Yeah. The COW score is this uh, validated uh, tool we use yeah. to um, um, get a score, how bad this person is going yeah. through withdrawal. So, so the, the, and, the, the bigger the number, mm-hmm. the worse the withdrawal, I guess. And COWS, yeah. COWS, C-O-W-S. Do you remember what That's that stands right. for? COWS, what is it? Clinical Opiate Withdrawal Scale. Cows. Okay. Moo. That's right. <laughs> I can make moo noises. This microphone's great for that. So, moo. Okay. So, so you, so you measure how bad withdrawal is with the cow scale and people get a number score with that. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. right. So, uh, the cow scale, um, looks at the heart rate, the sweating, the restlessness, the pupil size, pain, runny nose, uh, uh, goose, goose pimples, anxiety, and uh, tremor, and uh, upset stomach, and also, believe it or not, yawning. Huh. Yawning is a symptom of opiate withdrawal. Wow. Believe it or not. Did not know that. Yeah. yeah. So in, in our studies, and there was uh, several centers that uh, participated in, um, in uh, con- uh, contributing data for this, and as we analyzed res- retrospectively, um, all our data, we saw a, um, after 60 minutes, a, a about a 65, um, percent reduction. Yeah. Um, and, and then going out to five days, almost, you know, almost, uh, uh 80, 90%. Wow. Um, it, it works pretty quickly. Yeah. So, and, so, so um, the symptoms are about two thirds better in like one hour. Mm-hmm. Which is huge. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's it's for, huge. And yeah. and if if you the, the consequence of poorly managed uh, withdrawal symptoms can lead to lots of poor outcome. That's why the, the introduction of something like this, uh, along with um, you know comfort medications, non-narcotic comfort uh, comfort medications, 
can really allow a very comfortable um, uh, detox uh, um, experience. Yeah. And the hope is, is that after detox, that they have a plan moving forward. And a lot of times another medication is, is, is offered to keep them sober. So there's right. a few other medications that can help with craving or, you know, block the effect of opiates. But uh, we're, we're really um, encouraging people to use the device and detox, but also um, make sure that they have a post-detox plan ahead of them. Because right. detox yeah. is not, is not uh, treatment. Right. Detox is not the finish line in this situation. It's just the first step. That's right. Yeah. That's so, they, right. so they have to detox first and then have some plan for how are they going to stay off of the heroin or stay off of the fentanyl or, or whatever. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, so with this, um, so I guess with, with this device, is it, uh, because I, I know that the other similar device, the one that came before the Genesis, sometimes that was used for pain. Uh, did you think this Genesis device might be used for either pain or other things or any any ideas? Is yeah. this going to work in other kinds of withdrawal too or just opioids yeah, or what yeah, do you think? Yeah, so, so uh, devices like this that, that uh, focused on vagus nerve physiology mm -hmm. has been used in lots of spaces. In psychiatry, we've got a vagus nerve stimulator that's FDA approved for depression. And in neurology, there's a vagus nerve stimulator that's used for um, uh, uh, a seizure disorder, yeah. mm -hmm. seizure disorder. And there's uh, other gizmos that, that look at cranial nerves and vagus nerves that, that can treat migraine. But mm -hmm. um, all of these um, uh, devices they have one thing in common that they, they, they access the pain pathways pretty effectively. Yeah. So there are other devices out there that specifically are, are um, approved for, for pain syndromes. Yeah. And, um, you know, in the world of neuromodulation, um, we're beginning to understand the, the, the value of different neurostimulators for pain. Yes. And um, I'm sure you've, you've heard of, uh, you know, some may possibly some of your patients using spinal stimulators right. yeah. um, for for pain. Yeah. And so we're accessing the the uh, the dorsal columns of the of the spine that trans they're basically the highways for pain signals. Yeah. And so um, the advantage of these miniaturized um, devices um, that they don't require you know serious surgery. Um, they're they're very easy to put on. And they can they can um, effectively access the same type of highways mm -hmm. that we that we had uh, uh, for the spinal stimulators. Yeah, yeah. So and, yeah, and in many cases, the gizmo works a lot better than any kind of medicine we've invented for this. You know, I think I think medicine in general has been very much into you know what kind of pill or what kind of drug can we give people to make this better. But but sometimes there's a better solution in a gizmo in instead of a drug. Yeah, I mean, yeah. certainly yeah. there's advantages for medications. Yeah. It's being, um, but there's definitely some 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 challenges with the addicting uh, pain, pain medications. Mm -hmm. And absolutely, this is uh, these are just effective, and some people may argue more effective in in, in uh, uh, treating acute or chronic pain. Yeah, yeah, and for yeah, yeah, okay, so for pain, but but specifically, I guess the the one thing that's that has the stamp of approval by the FDA 
is uh, using the ST Genesis device for opioid withdrawal. Not not the other stuff, but just opioid withdrawal, as I understand it. Is is that correct? Right now, that's that's what we that's what we got. And yeah. but I'll tell your audience to stay tuned because there's a lot of exciting things that our uh, research and development crew is uh, working on, and and um, I Excellent. we believe that there there may be um, several several. Um, uh, it yeah. could be used in several spaces and be be utilized, not only in in psychiatric, but neuropsychiatric, and and lots of lots of things. Oh, so very very nice. We're and, in the, yeah. we're in the early innings of this. Yeah, and I guess if people want to look that up on the internet, they can look up. Uh, I guess Speranza. What's the name of the company? Speranza. Speranza Therapeutics. Speranza Therapeutics. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think it's Speranza dot com or something or. Uh, actually, it's uh, that was taken already. But SperantaTherapeutics.com oh, okay. was okay. That's where we that's where we live. SperantaTherapeutics.com. Okay, all right, all right. That's right. Yeah, and I I, th- I think another thing I wanted to ask about is yeah you know, I think one thing that uh, one thing I was wondering about as far as the name of the device the you know the ST Genesis device. Um, when they when they named that device the Genesis device, did it occur to them that there's also a Genesis device in the 1982 Star Trek movie, uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan? Did they realize that? I don't think any of the team are Trekkies. <laughs> Losers! <laughs> I, I know, I know. Oh. I just, we're not, we're not oh. that cool. I guess, I guess not, right, yeah, because... Uh, <laughs> You know, and and you wouldn't want to get those two things confused either. You know, because and why not for a non trekkie Why? Well, yeah, I mean the the Genesis device in Star Trek was particularly dangerous. Um, oh, so right, yeah. So so you don't you don't want people to get that image in their head when they uh, when they hear about uh, the Genesis device. So. Just, just a heads up that the Genesis device name was already taken by Star Trek, but I guess, I guess you're stuck with it. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late to change it now, right? It's still going to be called the Genesis device. Yeah, until we, uh, yeah, unless we get some uh, uh, post-marketing, you know, um, uh, right. protests out there. Uh, I guess we're stuck with it. I think you might. Yeah, th- this is the same Star Trek movie where there's the famous scene where Captain Kirk goes, Khan, you know, real loud. Have you seen that meme with Captain Kirk going, Khan? Have you seen that? I have not. You have not. Ah, uh, okay. But right. I, tr- I trust you that it's famous. It is, it is famous, yes. So hi- highly recommended uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan from 1982. And you can learn all about the other Genesis device. But just <laughs> make sure you don't make sure you don't confuse those two, uh, those two in your yeah, head. Yeah, the, so. the, the other Genesis device kills people. Right. And this one does not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So try, let's get that straight. Let's yeah. get that straight. Let's try not to get them confused. But uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Chad is playing the music now. So we're going to, we're going to take a break. And uh, we've been talking about the ST Genesis device in opioid withdrawal. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we get back. And we're going to talk about some other stuff. So uh, be back in just a little bit. Ciao. You're listening to The Medical Beat. All right. Hey, we're back. Uh, this is Dr. Steve Harvey, uh, 97.1 FM Talk, and this is The Medical Beat. Uh, today, we've been talking about um, the opioid addiction epidemic, 
And we've talked a lot about opioid withdrawal. And specifically, uh, there's a new gizmo in town that uh, is very effective in alleviating uh, withdrawal symptoms. And uh, with that device, the hope, uh, well, I guess it's already been seen in practice, but with that device, um, we're able to uh, lead people along the path toward recovery from opioid addiction uh, by lowering that first barrier, because really the first barrier is getting people past uh, the, the really bad withdrawal that can occur. And once they're past that, they can move on to the next step uh, to try to to try to quit using. So uh, the device is the ST Genesis device. And uh, for people who want to know more about the Genesis device, uh, Tell me again, I guess you, you can Google Speranza Therapeutics. Is that right? That's Art? right. Speranza Therapeutics. Yeah. com, mm-hmm. And um, we're, we're a new company. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, in the following and next following couple of months, we'll have more material, uh, more more marketing material. And, uh, you know, um, just stay tuned. And hopefully this will be... Uh, something everybody could uh, consider uh, for people if they have loved ones yeah. uh, struggling with uh, opiate use disorder. Yeah. And, th- and there's a lot of that out there, unfortunately. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So again, that's uh, Speranza Therapeutics and that's for opioid withdrawal, uh, the Genesis device or the ST Genesis device. Um, and again, it's important to emphasize the, that the Genesis device for opioid withdrawal is not to be confused with the Genesis device from uh, the movie Star Trek to Wrath of Khan, just just in case uh, people were wondering about that. Okay. All right. All right. But hey, uh, we're, we're going to switch gears and go to another topic. Uh, we're going to have a, as, as soon as Chad pulls this up, we're going to have a quack alert. Yeah, quack alert. Quack alert. Quack alert. Yeah. I love the music for this. Keep playing that music a little longer there, Chad. Yeah, Quack Alert. Thanks. Okay, we can fade that out now. Quack Alert. All right. It feels like 1960 groovy kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the yeah. sitar, I yeah. hear. I think it is a sitar. Is that what that is, a sitar? Yeah. Is that from like a in, sitar, yeah. Is that from India? Is the sitar that yeah. thing from India? Yeah. That's why That's it right. sounds so cool, because they got a sitar. Sitar, yeah. kind of like a guitar, but it's a sitar. Yeah, so, it's a yeah. guitar that you play when you're sitting down. <laughs> I guess the, hence the name sitar. I did. I did That's not right. know that. Little little known yeah. fact. But yeah, so so we're <laughs> so we're, we've got a quack alert, and uh, the the quack alert is uh, is regarding uh, yet another surprise, uh, yet another fake treatment for COVID nineteen. Did you know that there's some fake treatments for COVID nineteen out there, Art? No, really? <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Wow. There are lots of fake treatments out there for COVID-19. So so this particular one, let, let me tell you about this, and you, and you tell me what you think, Art. So it's a company in California called Golden Sunrise Nutraceuticals, and they were selling, uh, among other things, they were selling a mixture of herbs and spices. It was just herbs and spices. I know, yeah. Herbs and spices. I don't know if they got them from Deerberg's or what, but they got herbs and spices. We're selling them for $23,000 as a cure for COVID-19. And, and, and they advertised it as a 
as a pretty dramatic cure. Uh, their website claimed that the uh, mixture was uh, cleared by the FDA, but it's just not. Yeah, just not true. It just was not cleared by the FDA. The Federal Trade Commission uh, sent them a warning letter in April saying, hey, guys, cut this out. You're lying. And the company uh, kept on doing it. Company kept on doing it. Uh, so uh, now now uh, Uncle Sam's cracking down on them. Um, so what what do you think about that, Art? What, what do you think about selling herbs and spices as a fake cure for $23,000? I, I thought they were FDA approved. Oh, wait a minute. I'm thinking of shake and bake. <laughs> right. Shake and bake. Shake and bake's yeah. okay. I kind of like shake and bake, actually. Yeah. But yeah. Probably... I mean, if you can make a good pork chop, well, you know, $23,000 for good pork chops. Well, I'm yeah. sure somebody out there will pay for a good pork chop. Some, somebody <laughs> would. That, that person would not be me. <laughs> <laughs> I like pork chops or whatever, but but yeah, not, not, not for $23,000. But um, yeah. So I, I wonder. That's terrible. That is terrible. Yeah. And I wonder how many people fell for that, you know? I mean, what, oh. what up with that? But I, I guess if you're selling it for $23,000, you don't have to sell that many to make a lot of money. True. You know, True. If, if they built a website and fooled 10 people, then they're doing great. Yeah. With $23,000, you can buy like uh, 10 uh, K95 or masks <laughs> right right which brings up another thing you know yes. the, the price gouging of these ppes are are rampant as yes. well right yeah 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 i mean i guess, I guess the their price gouging on the fake stuff but the real stuff the price gouging on that too yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah there's yeah, a lot which... and there's a lot of fake ppes out there oh and, right um, yeah, yeah. personal protective equipment like like masks that are pretending to be legitimate masks that are really not legitimate masks. And uh-huh. so uh-huh. I, I think, I think the, the terrible thing is with this pandemic, there's so much panic that uh, people are able to put out this fake stuff and sell it and uh, make a lot of money off of it, which is really pretty tragic. It is. It is. I mean, taking advantage of uh, people's uh, hysteria, I guess. Yeah. 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 And I think also there's just so much misinformation out there that it's harder to know what's fake and what's not. So, you know, if someone says herbs and spices are going to cure you, that's not that's only a little more weird than the other thing stuff you're seeing on Facebook. So whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. But anyway, terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. Hey, the music is playing. So uh, we're going to try to go out on an up note. Everybody, hope you're having a great weekend. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, This has been uh, Art Taka, has been our guest, and out we go. Ciao. Bye-bye. Get more at 971talk.com. That last song was dedicated to everyone who missed it because they were in the bathroom changing their tampon. And the next 12 hours of songs are for anyone who's trying the Diva Cup for the first time and is currently kicking back with uninterrupted period protection. Sound good to you? Check out the world's number one menstrual cup for yourself at shopdiva.com and get 10% off with code RADIO10. Conditions apply.